This is Brian Paris for Sounds of Berkeley. In today's episode, my colleague Kim Ashton talks to Berkeley Online teacher Eric Hawkins and student Konstantin Ladilov to see how they built the song Champagne using the collaboration platform Splice. You're just like champagne, I could drink you every day. I could drink you every day, just like champagne, I could drink you every day. Splice has become an increasingly popular way for songwriters living on opposite coasts or in different countries to create music together. Hawkins, who teaches music production and engineering courses, wanted to check out the tool and teamed up with Constantine and students Foda Sierra, Lauren Feinstein, and Kayla Jacobs to create and perform the song. Eric and Constantine talk about the pros and cons of building a song this way, and then we'll hear the final result. Here's Kim with more. Okay, well, Eric and Constantine, welcome to Sounds of Berkeley. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we can just jump right into it. So I heard the song. It's super cool. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea for the project. I know, Eric, you had been thinking about this for a while. And uh, I want to know what inspired you to do this and kind of what you were hoping to get out of the project. Um, yeah, so for, for years, I've been seeing, you know, people attempt to do the online collaboration uh, using different DAWs and different platforms, uh, and I mean years, as in like going back to the early 2000s, people had this idea, uh, and it never really took off, uh, I think mostly because there just wasn't enough bandwidth, enough computer processing power 20 years ago to actually make this happen, because it's all about how fast you can get that data. If somebody records something on the, on the other side of the United States or in Europe and somebody records something, how fast can that recording be uploaded to the cloud and then from the cloud be propagated to everybody's sessions in uh, each of the co-writers' computers? Like how fast can that happen? And you know, um, it, used to take, it used to take hours for that to happen. And now it can be done, um, one, one short track can be done in a matter of you know, maybe 10 minutes and if it's MIDI, which is hardly any, any data at all, it can be done just in the blink of an eye. And I'd been hearing about Splice, uh, Splice's online collaboration platform, and just wanted to give it a try. So it was really just, hey, who wants to join me? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about Splice, how it works? Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> in short, it's, I always like to equate it with something like, Dropbox for your DAW. Um, it's not DAW dependent. Uh, they allow you to work with a variety of different DAW programs, including Fruity Loops, um, Studio One, Logic, and, um, and Ableton Live, which is the one that we decided to use. And um, we upload, uh, somebody who starts the writing process uploads a session to uh, the Splice Cloud. Um, and then asks collaborators, co-writers, to join that session. Uh, when the collaborators or co-writers join that session, uh, then that session is populated out to each of the individual co-writers' computers. Uh, and then when somebody writes a part, uh, that track, that individual track in the DAW session, it's uploaded to the cloud and propagated out to all the co-writers. It's it's pretty seamless that way, as, as long as you've got the Splice app installed on your computer and it just takes care of itself. 
Mm-hmm. Is Splice sort of leading the market in this right now? I know Pro Tools is also developing something, but are most people using Splice or are they using Pro Tools? Um, Avid does their Avid with Pro Tools does their own thing, uh, and it's already up and working. But it's just dependent. It's it's totally just on their Pro Tools with Pro Tools. So uh, they're not going to be able to if somebody wants to use Ableton Live for their co-writing process, not Pro Tools then, yeah, then they would have to go with a Splice platform. And so was this part of a Berkeley Online class? Because I know you teach for Berkeley Online. Yeah, you know, um, all of the students that were involved, I should say all the co-writers that were involved, um, have some affiliation with Berkeley. And the the main three co-writers, um, Constantine, who's here, um, Photos, and, uh, and uh, Lauren, they have all uh, taken classes with me. Um, but it's not specifically part of one of my Berkeley Online classes. It was just something separate that I wanted to try. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned that you can collaborate long distance with people and sort of work on the same interface to help build these songs. How is this different from traditional songwriting? And what what are the pros and cons of each one? The person who started the song needed to lay down some sort of uh, framework. Um, so oftentimes we could start with anything. We could start with the chord progression. We could start with the drums. We could start with the vocals. Uh, but in that, either the first person or the second, very, the very next person who was to add to that song file needed to come up with a song structure right out of the gate. Um, so when I was doing the drums, for example, I would quite literally just put down the blocks of all the drums for each song section. So this is the verse for eight bars. Um, let's do a two-bar pre-chorus. Uh, let's do an eight-bar verse. Let's do a one-bar post-chorus, a um, little tag at the end, and then back into the next verse for eight bars. So I would literally lay out the whole song structure. And in Ableton Live, I was able to put little song markers uh, right at the top of, uh, the, um, of the session file so everybody could see what the song markers were. And if the vocalist said, hey, I, I have an idea for the chorus section, they could drop their idea for that chorus section right between those song markers for the chorus. And uh, so we had, a, we had a roadmap that all the producers could follow along and add their parts. And uh, I think my experience when I'm writing live in the studio with somebody is we don't start with a roadmap, we start with an idea. Um, and then the, 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 the map of the song structure sort of flows out from that idea. So that's, I think, really the big the big difference between writing this way online versus um, writing face-to-face in the studio. And one of the things with Splice, too, is they have all these pre-recorded samples that you can use. So you have this whole library of sounds to work with right from the beginning, right? Yeah, but you're not, you don't have to use those. Um, and, and that is an interesting point, is that um, the Splice studio collaboration system is free just to sign up. You can just sign up and be part of this. Um, but you can also buy all these great sounds. Splice's, uh, their business model is that they they sell all kinds of cool sound libraries and they uh, rent plugins. And this helps people who maybe don't have a big sound library to start with. Uh, we took a different approach um, in that I didn't want to be restricted to just the sounds that Splice was using. And I know like Constantine has this fantastic library of virtual instruments that he wanted to use. Um, and a big part of the sound of this project also was for me, uh, this was an excuse for me to uh, pull out all my 1980s drum machines and play with them. 
um, which of course nobody else has those. So we went with straight audio tracks on everything. So let's take a look at this song, Champagne, and sort of how it was built. What sound did you start off with? Um, well, for that song, uh, that was, since it's a vocal-driven song, um, Kayla went ahead and laid down her vocal, scratch vocal ideas uh, to a click track in uh, the first Ableton Live session, and then share that with the rest of the co-writers. You're just like champagne, I could drink you every day. I could drink you every day, you're just like champagne, I could drink you every day. So she kind of came up with the melody for the song. Yeah, the lyrics in this particular, sometimes we co-wrote the lyrics, but this time, um, those, those are her lyrics. I was just, she had this whole idea for the, the song, the lyrics, the melody, and then we built everything up around that. And then you added the drums after that? And then I added the drums next to make sure that uh, we were all sitting in the pocket with the drums. I could drink you every day, just like champagne. I could drink you every day. I could drink you every day. So you've got this track from Kayla, and then you add the drums. And then at what point do you bring in um, the other writers? Um, and that's an interesting story because the next thing that needs to be written after you've got the melody and the drums are some chords and a bass line. And then I think I sent out an email to everybody going, okay, who wants to do the next part? And then um, this is an interesting episode in our writing process because I believe um, Constantine and Fotis then both attempted to write chord progressions at the same time. Is that right, Constantine? Yeah, I don't think we really let any, each other know what we're doing and who is taking the track next. And I just wanted to hear the track and then couldn't help myself but to play around with some bass ideas and some chord ideas. And then when I had something that I liked, I, I just uploaded it and to see if the rest of the crew liked it. And if we didn't, we could scratch it and start with something else. And as soon as I posted it, Fotis replied, hey, I'm writing chords too. <laughs> so we had this moment of like a you know, professional stalemate of who's going to keep their chords and what we're going to do. Um, and interestingly enough, in the end, we just ended up combining both of them, uh, having his uh, more electronic, almost kind of dead mousey uh, piano uh, piano chords and arpeggios and with my some of my string kind of crescendo uh, recording and they, they they create this fusion and the interesting vibe of electronic and organic sounds so it actually worked out in the end That's really cool. So you've got the chords, you've got the drums, you've got the vocals. What do you do next with the song? Yeah, so um, Lauren ended up becoming our official sax player. So he uh, recorded 
saxophone for the song, which was, it's the secondary lead instrument in this particular song. And uh, there's a sample of just some of his sax parts. So it sounds like the song's really coming together at this point. You've got a lot of different elements. What's left to help build this song? Um, well, there's always, uh, after all the main parts in, there's what I always call the uh, adding the production bells and whistles, um, those little touches that people will perk up when they hear and go, well, that's really neat. And uh, Lauren popped up and just decided he was going to process the, uh, the lead vocals. So uh, he did a bunch of glitch editing on the lead vocals and it ended up becoming the bridge. I'm personally so jazzed to see that this idea um, of, of just to find out whether it worked and then seeing the students that uh, were involved in the writing process and even peripherally, they're all using this system now. Um, and um, so it's just great to see it, see it working and expanding everybody's um, co-writing, co-production possibilities globally. All right. Well, Eric and Constantine, thanks so much for joining us at Sounds of Berkeley. Thank you so much. Let's take a listen to that song. Here's Champagne.
That was Champagne by Eric Hawkins, Constantine Ladilov, Foda Sierra, Lauren Feinstein, and Kayla Jacobs, with Lauren on sax and Kayla on vocals. You can find this song and others the team created on Spotify and iTunes. Eric can be reached through his website, erichawkmusic.com. This episode was recorded and engineered by student Brandon Bachajan. Our opening music, The Song You Made Me, is by alumni band Sleeping Lion. And I'm Brian Paris for Sounds of Berkeley. <laughs>